Welcome back to the 47th hour. I'm Toby and as always I'm joined by Steve and today we'll be taking a look at Star Trek Prodigy Season 1 Episode 20, Supernova Part 2. So Steve, this is a season finale and it's been a fantastic season to date. Do you think this lived up to your expectations? I think it passed it. Yeah. It was brilliant. I didn't see it coming. I couldn't even see a way out. Mm. I just love everything about it. It's so clever. So clever. To get back to where Chakotay is, Mm. so well done. I kept thinking to myself at the back of my mind, somehow Chakotay is going to come into it. They've got to make a reference. They've got to play that card, if you will. But it looks like they've just set the search for Chakotay up for season two. Yes, and I think it's going to be really, really impressive. Mm. I never thought that looking for Chakotay would have me on the edge of my seat, but I am absolutely <laughs> on the edge of it. I can't wait. They've got one loose end. Right. And that is obviously going to be the villain for next season. We've seen her fly away at the end of Supernova Part 1, um, and she isn't in Supernova Part 2, so you're just kind of like, hmm... She is definitely back next season. I think that's why they've sent Gwyn off, because she's obviously left the group. She's now gone back to her homeworld. And I think there's a possibility that she'll get there as a way of trying to open up their minds, get them ready for first contact. But I think Essentia is also going to be there with her dreadnought. Yeah. And I wonder if that's going to create two factions on this planet, which is going to lead to war. Which is exactly what she was trying to avoid in the first place. So the prophecy fulfills itself. Yes, exactly. I did love the way it opened, though, with all those destroyed starships. Last week, we felt things were very helpless. And they compounded that, didn't they, with that opening shot? Yes. Yeah, it looked really bad. Really bad. It reminded me like Wolf 359, that type of thing. Yes. Yeah, it really was a very dark moment. There seems to be no way that they can stop this. And then Dahl makes a decision that actually, if they destroy the protostar, the weapon cannot do any more harm. Yep. But if they destroy it, the resulting explosion will be so large, it will be like a supernova. And it will destroy everything within like a 50 million mile radius. I like the fact they used miles for kids. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, only big kids are going to be watching, to be honest with you. <laughs> Rock suggests that if they detonate the core at the exact moment they jump, this will like spread the energy out across space-time. Yeah, yeah. It's Hollow Janeway that then suggests if they replicate a shuttle, they can eject just before detonation. But with navigation offline, Dahl offers to stay behind and control the protostar. He knows he's not getting to Starfleet, and he's happy to give the others a chance. He's happy to sacrifice himself. This dude is so grown up now. Yeah, yeah, he's come like full swing in the whole season. I love it. Oh, he really has. Mm. But it's Janeway that points out that she now has his command codes. And Rock, she's very quick to say to Janeway, but you're a friend. We don't want you to stay behind. She considers her an equal. Yeah, she does. She's family, as they say. That's it. I love Rock. (laughs) I do. I do. I think she's amazing. Janeway tells them, just copy my program. Yeah, like it's that easy. It wasn't really for the EMH, but I'm going. Well, you couldn't do the EMH, so how are you going to do Janeway's program? She's like, just put it on a stick. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, let's talk about that isolinear chip that they got from Wish.com that has no story space on it. Can they not just use multiple chips? I mean, Final Fantasy VII came on multiple discs. Yes. If it's good enough for that game, she can do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can even have like a little installation thing of Jamie just dancing while it's booting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or doing the live the dream action sequence that Dal did. You know, the pew pew thing. <laughs> so as much as I got why they did that, it was very fickle, I thought. They could have got around it, but, you know, needs must and all. Yes. She takes control of the ship. And they say the goodbyes. And I love the fact that Janeway says it was an honour to have served with you all. You know, she's not shy about that, is she? No, I, I like that moment too. And then the kids leaving the shuttle. We've got to talk about this shuttle. They designed it themselves, right? Okay. Is there not a selection of pre-designed shuttles they could have just selected from? Like, I don't know, the Delta Flyer? Yeah, this is what I was wondering. I was like, even Hollow Janeway would have needed, you know, photon torpedoes and God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, I like the fabricator. I think that's a great idea. But there's got to be at least one shuttle on hand at all times for emergency purposes. You can't have an emergency situation and go, don't worry, everyone, this stuff's blowing around us. Let's fabricate a shuttlecraft. You can't be doing that. Yeah, it, it, it was a tiny little bit like, okay, all right. I mean, don't get me wrong, as they're leaving and they're getting ejected from the ship, very, very emotional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really liked the following scene. I thought it was excellent. They're looking up towards the protostar and they watch Janeway fly off and then you see the explosion, which was absolutely gorgeous. Yes, it, it looked very impressive. And you felt for the kids. I didn't think they would do it. Even at that point, I thought... She's not going to have been destroyed. She's going to have jettisoned. Something's going to have happened. That means that she's going to be like an older version of herself. You know, something like that. But no, it's happened. So well done. I did not see that at all. There's one thing I have to say. At all points throughout the show, anytime anyone tries to interfere or do anything with it, the living construct reacts. It's intelligent. Yeah. Surely it knows at this point what Janeway is doing. Yes. Why did it not try and stop her? Why did it not disable the ship? Why did it not disable the holographic Janeway, who seems to be very easy to disable? I don't know. My guess would be she was non-essential. Maybe Construct thought that she wasn't a threat. But she's piloting the ship to destroy the weapon. Surely she's going to be perceived as a threat. The only thing you think is that the Construct was probably watching Game of Thrones on HBO <laughs> <laughs> and forgot to keep an eye on little Hollow Janeway. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe its mission was complete. It had activated the threat from within Starfleet. Yes. Maybe the Construct had thought it finished its job and it didn't matter what happened. It's all done. Mission complete. Anyway, we go back to the Federation ships. They all stop firing on each other. They know the protostar has been destroyed because they scan the area. And Tysus is like, well, scans show the protostar has been destroyed. Yes. Jamie has got faith in the kids. She knows they're still around. She says, we'll find them, which I love. But, you know, these ships have been damaged. How are the scans still working, Steve? I've got to ask. <laughs> Ain't no scans working there, really. But we'll allow it. Somebody must have had the ingenuity to do something. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just really, really nitpicky today. I don't know why. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> it's good to be nitpicky. <laughs> Back on the shuttle, they activate hologram Janeway. And this is where they discover she's left them a pre-recorded message where she explains about her program being too big. And she apologizes for ordering the memory cards from Wish.com. <laughs> she basically lied to them in order to allow them to fulfill their potential and she knew they would refuse to go especially Jankum 
And I love how she references him at certain points. It's brilliant because she said, like, and right now Jankum is saying, and he is saying. <laughs> That's how much of the family she was. She even knew the different things that they would do and say. I love the fact that she says, I'm so proud of you all, and your potential is infinite. Yeah. I tell you what, the fact that that hologram appeared in almost like small form, you know, it really reminded me of Tashi Yar, her memorial. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're right. Just as emotional over that. Yeah, I know, I know. Deanna should have gone. <laughs> really have to congratulate all of those actors that do the voices for those kids, because in my mind, I was there in that shuttle, and when Jane Wade finished her speech, I was almost wanting to shed a tear for them. I was as well. I was tearing up. I was like, oh my God, come on, get hold of yourself. <laughs> I was invested, Steve. I was invested. And this is an animated series. I know, same here. I was totally like, don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> You've got to give credit to those actors. They really, really did a fantastic job. They did, absolutely. And the writing is, is amazing. Obviously, that goes about saying, we've said that time and time again this season. Yeah. It is top-notch writing, without doubt. Without doubt, yeah. A month later, and we arrive at Starfleet headquarters, which is nice to see, always nice to go there. Yep, I agree. And this is where Vice Admiral Janeway learns that when the protostar detonated, it created a spatial rift, a wormhole. Yeah. And we're like, wormholes, Janeway, it's like catnip, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Any time travel is. <laughs> I do love how she corrects the guy when he calls them criminals. Brilliant. She corrects him and she says, in my presence, you will treat them with respect. I like that because it was just so Janeway. Yeah, but she does it all while sitting on that like step thing as well she's not even standing up walking around like domineering see she could do death stairs sat down <laughs> what more do you need <laughs> however this new wormhole has allowed them to pick up a distress call from chakotay and it's the distress call he sent 52 years in the future the night before the protostar went back in time starfleet decide that they're going to send an exploratory vessel through the wormhole and janeway immediately calls dibs <laughs> Uh, the meeting is interrupted with the message that the kids have arrived and somehow they've managed to get past all of Earth's defences and crash land near the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right. Okay, nobody picked you up till now. <laughs> you just happened to land in a very convenient place that Jamie can see from a balcony. <laughs> but again, it's all nice, it's all sweet, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it was great, it was great. Then we jump to a courtroom, not sure how much later this is. Yep. And Jamie does a fantastic job at standing up for those kids. She does. You just wouldn't mess with her, would you? You'd be like, okay, okay, we'll just do what you say. <laughs> surprise, surprise, all charges are dropped. I mean, you know, season two wouldn't be great if they're all in a penal colony, would it? No, no. They did not make it into the academy. She did convince them to allow her to permit five of them to be taken under her wing as warrant officers under a command of a new ship of her choosing. Yes. Great, love it. Yeah, so do I. I didn't see the Gwyn thing come in. No. But I get no. it. And that whole thing where um, they're looking at the ship hmm. and you're just like, oh, it looks shiny, it's nice. And I'm with the kids at this point as well. I was surprised with you when... You know, initially when she's told them only five get in, all the kids say, oh, we're sorry, darling. You know, they're straight in there. It's Darwin. He's He immediately, without shedding a tear or being down in the dumps, says, I'm happy for you. You guys got in. Enjoy the journey. 
this guy's grown up so much. Yeah, usually he would have been so down on himself, wouldn't he, straight away? But he just didn't even go there. He was just brilliant. Um, then we get a nice little clip of Gwyn and him in Astrometrics. And she's saying why she's going back. She wants to try and get a brighter future for her world. And she then instigates the kiss, which I liked. Yes. You know, so she's reciprocating what he did last episode. Yes. It was a nice moment. Yes. Yeah. Then we have this big reveal of the new protostar vessel. It's now a specific class of starship. The kids, like you said, are really happy to see this new shiny ship. And they think it's theirs. But she's like, nope. Yeah. I have much bigger plans for us. What do you think these plans are? Oh, my goodness. Do you know what? Because I was so admiring that ship in the hangar as well. And then Jamie's like, but I've got something better for us. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Please do not end there. And it ended. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, you see, I got a theory. I don't know if you remember the episode Dark Frontier. Yes. Do you remember when they're planning that heist? Yes. And they look at the screen. What's on the screen? Can you remember the Death Star? I think she's building one of them. <gasps> Oh my god, she's got her own sphere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> That's it. I reckon she's going to go all in. <laughs> she's not messing about. <laughs> so obviously, season two is going to focus on using the wormhole to find Chakotay. Yes. But I also think it's going to focus on the changes taking place on Gwyn's homeworld. Like I said, I think the Gwyn and the Vindicator may end up leading to factions of the society and it might lead to the downfall. Yeah, I think it's going to be, we're going to be following two stories next season and that will be Gwyn's and then Janeway and Dahl's. One final thing before we go. Given that the whole storyline, the entire storyline began with the protostar being thrown into the future, which led to all sorts of changes in the OG timeline. Yeah. Where on earth is Starfleet Temple Integrity Commission? This is it. They show up to fix it sometimes and sometimes they don't. They turned up for Future's End. I think this is bigger than that. Just a little. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Unless something they did in Future's End really did throw off the whole timeline. Unless they've kind of just put a quarantine up around Janeway that just says, if it's a result of an action of Janeway, don't touch it. <laughs> Look what she did to Braxton. Do you know what yes. I mean? <laughs> I have to say as well, this whole season has looked spectacular. Oh, it has, not it? It really has. The ships are beautiful. The interiors mm. are exquisite. Even the intro. Yeah, yeah. Too long as it is, it's the only fault I can find with the whole series. The intro is too long. Absolutely stunning. So that's it for another episode of The 47th Hour. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to check out our Strange New Worlds and Orville reviews. Links can be found in the description alongside details of how you can help support our channel.